Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode on the Black Girl Flow podcast. So good to see you all again. We are your favorite, hopefully, hopefully podcast host. For sure. For sure. Out in the now metaverse. And... (laughs) We're so happy to be joining y'all back. Y'all already know how we have to start it off with our good old pulse checks. Two weeks into November, (laughs) how are we feeling? This is surreal. This is a social experiment. I, okay, if you all recall, last week, Liv and I were like, it's going to be no move November. We're not moving. We're not moving from our bed. Not we're an not inch. moving from our apartment. Right. We're not moving. We're not going outside. No. I feel like we've done a lot of those things. <laughs> we have absolutely reneged on all of those. What a good word. I really love that. No, you know what? Maybe we can try again for December. It's not too late. There's it's- no, Brett, it's your birthday month. There's no way. There's no way you stay inside. Well, Folks, then, who's got the friend that's like every month, I'm going to stay inside, I'm going to stay inside, doesn't stay inside. I know, but here we are, and at least I set the intention that sometimes you don't always reach those intentions that you set. It's true. But the one beautiful thing that's come out of this is that we're together in North Cax. I know. This is probably the shortest turnaround that we've had. We usually, it takes us like maybe three months to see each other, but I think this time it's been less than, a. it's not less than a month, but I'm pretty sure it's been a month. So that has been the highlight. If I'm going to come outside for anybody, it's definitely going to be for Olivia. We did a little homecoming. You need to tell the people, tell the folks how it was going back to your alma mater after graduating. (laughs) From Zoom University for your zero homecoming. (laughs) You know, and it's crazy because I always feel like people know that we're together based off of the flooding of Instagram stories (laughs) that I have uh, dedicated. It's like a 24-hour shrine each day just with Lexi being the only content that I post. But yeah, there were multiple things going on this weekend that kind of brought us out the house. I had homecoming that I then dragged Lexi to. (laughs) Uh, Socially overwhelmed is the only word that I have to describe it. And we didn't even really dive into all of the festivities that were going on, but we were on (laughs) campus for like two hours, two hours. And that was all that I needed to honestly have my fill, like have my cup filled, uh, being back at my alma mater but other than that it's been so good just creating content and really spending time like good old quality time Mm -hmm. just watching reality tv shows eating good food you know if y'all have that friend that you can literally just sit in silence with and 
do nothing with and then laugh at one TikTok sound over and over and over <laughs> again, please keep them close by because they they're cherished and like they're also very rare. Well, and this really brings us perfectly into this week's episode because it only seems fitting to really talk about friendship because ours has now been going on some years strong and two I feel like we've done a lot of like going through the archives and seeing like not just like a year ago or two but like four or five years ago we were babies we were literally babies and you it's I'm sure most people can relate to the fact that like when you go back to homecoming, you can't help but be nostalgic. You can't help but think about like, oh my gosh, what was I doing when I was a freshman, a sophomore, all these things. So it's funny to like think about where we were. And so I think between that and as many of you all know, over the years, Liz and I are dedicated insecure watchers. We're a part of the tribe. I don't know if you remember, actually, do you remember coming over to my apartment for Sundays and we would all watch it together? Yes, I do. Actually, Yeah, we would watch, we would, it would be insecure and then everybody would leave and we would, Ami and Ryan and I would watch a Grey's Anatomy. So like we've been diehard insecure fans and Liv and I had a question. We were like, so is Issa and Molly just never going to address their beef that literally consumed season four entire season yeah it just feels very rushed and especially when you see a long-term friendship like theirs evolve into what it was and also just kind of seeing the flow that sometimes you're not going to be on good terms with your best friend and sometimes it's going to be awkward and sometimes you're just going to have to fake it till you make it and act like everything's fine until it's fine and until it's actually fine um And seeing that play out, I feel like is very realistic, but I do wish that she would dive into a bit more of that process. And granted, we're only a couple episodes into the season and she knows she has limited time. I don't know why she keeps playing our lives with these 30 minute episodes. That's half (laughs) B-roll, half actual script. And it's like actually a 22 minute episode. It really is. And there's like 12 other storylines to get at, but here's my beef with it. Before we dive into like what makes a valuable friendship, because y'all know that's so important to the black girl folk community is like surrounding yourself with like really positive, like life-giving people. But let's talk about the conflict of it. She addressed it at the beginning of the season when they went back to Stanford for also their homecoming. Oh, wow. OMG. <laughs> we are just a realistic who's version. Who's the and who's the Molly? Folks. So we already know I'm Issa. Because you got your ish together. <laughs> Liv like, really wanted. Don't disrespect you're me. You're not Molly. I don't want to be. Can I be? Who's the funny friend? I'm a mix Kelly? between can I be Issa Kelly? and Kelly. I'm sorry. I take both <laughs> of those characters. So that leaves you Molly and Amanda Seals. You do give off big Issa energy. Like you're just a little chaotic. (laughs) (laughs) It's goofy, but it's also on your ish. But don't call me Molly. That's like so weird. Yeah, you're right. You're just not not Molly. I'm just Kelly. You're the producer. I'm Kelly. I'm funny. And they would kill me off at homecoming and be like, (laughs) RIP. 
Okay. All right. Either way. Anyone. Yeah. Either way. And two, Liv and I were at dinner today and we literally thought to ourselves, we were like, we're just basically a reality TV show waiting to happen. But we digress. They addressed, (laughs) they addressed the conflict because they were not on good terms. Right. It was from that to they're having sleepovers again. And I don't F with that because I think they were trying to leave that episode with a little bit of like, oh, they're good now. But that right. was an aggressive jump in my perspective that like, it's not true to course. It I was just a don't jarring know jump because I'm like, did this girl not mess up your biggest event that you planned for your whole job? Like, that's a pretty big thing. And I think that we've been very vocal even on our podcast plenty of times if y'all were to just go back and listen um the the trials that we've had to overcome in our own friendship and how it took you really coming to me and being like okay we're not going to sweep this under the rug and act like nothing happened we're going to address this and we're going to create this new normal for ourselves that's what's not happening with Issa Rae and Molly yeah they're just which completely ignoring everything <laughs> and moving on and being like, okay, that happened. Which to me is such a disservice, right? Such a disservice to demonstrating the dynamic nature of black women's friendships and like women with an ex, like whatever that looks like for people and like, however they're operating in relationship with people. But I think that's such a disservice because I think the best friendships at least in my perspective, there are friendships that I've had that like we've never entered conflict with each other. Mm -hmm. And there are ones that I have and we've come out so much stronger and I'm so grateful for the conflict because it's like, oh my gosh, we learned so much more, like we were better for it. And I just don't think that they gave that the pedestal that it deserved. And instead we're giving Lawrence screen time. Like I'm so confused. Like we're letting him explain his actions. That's a whole nother side because y'all- yeah, I don't. I'm not even sure if we're ready to even jump into that. That's <laughs> All, a whole nother episode. There's a whole nother episode. And conclusion is I have very little sympathy for that man. But either way, I just feel like it was really a disservice to them to really breathe life into the dynamics of Black women's friendships. Yeah. Also, I feel like through conflict, that's when you really figure out who is your friend and who is not your friend or like just a seasonal friend. And I mean that, I don't even mean like conflict in the friendship. I mean, conflict in life. Like you might be going through it with your boyfriend or your, or your baby daddy or your parents and not having your friend emotionally show up for you in the way that you need them to show up for you or them not even open to like spending time learning the way that you need them to yeah show up for you is a red flag like for sure you need those people in your life that you can move through conflict with and still be you know solid yeah and I think moving through conflict the biggest part of that is just like putting the ego to side but I also think that to your point about you can learn a lot about a person in conflict I don't I'm a strong believer and I'm curious what your take is that like not everybody has to fit this box of what the friendships are supposed to be. Mm. So it's like, you know, I do really well in groups of three. Like this is something that I feel strongly about. Some people think groups of three are bad, but I think groups of three for myself are like the perfect dynamic because it's like 
you don't have to be isolated with the one person, multiple dynamics. Like it's just really beautiful. But it's like, as much as I love groups of three, I know me and you do best one-on-one. Like, you know what Mm. I mean? Like having different options. And so I think too, with the conflict, you can really learn a lot about how to better love somebody in a friendship because you're going to learn about like what really is their gripe. And I feel like that was honestly the biggest thing that came out of our conflicts was I was like, okay, granted, I think there was like a bajillion other factors to it, but it was like, okay, cool. I know me and you do really well one-on-one. And I understood that very clearly. And I feel like I see that in other like different friends that I have too, of like, oh, that's the group. That's the one-on-one. That's the group. That's the one-on-one. So how do you, cause you have yeah, I'll explain my piece. And then for the new listeners, I think that we should explain what the <laughs> conflict was. So it's not like, oh, that thing that happened, the accident. <laughs> quote unquote. Um, but in my personal friendships, I've never been in a situation where it's been a group of us. Like I've never been in, in a group of three, four, five. It's always been one-on-one. And I never have really meshed my friend groups together. Like this trip that I'm planning for my birthday will be the first time ever that I include different people from the different parts of my life because I (laughs) love it feels so (laughs) stressful to think about. So when I actually do, when I actually am intentional about making a friendship with someone and it's one-on-one, it means a lot to me, like a lot more to me than maybe the other person may realize, especially if you're not someone that's used to doing one-on-one or you just don't really know how I operate, but why don't we get into this? Why don't we get into the conflict y'all and get into the tea of the, of the episode. This is getting into the tea at this point. It's been years, but I feel like as a useful tool to other people who might be going into conflict with friends that they genuinely have so much love for and they want to move through it. I think that's so important because I think really this episode is just getting at that missed opportunity Issa and Molly have. We want to give breath and depth to how do black women, like ha- our friendships aren't perfect either. Like people are right. trifling. So our use our example as a place filler to the beautiful you know, landscape that they paint for blackness, but where we feel like we needed a little bit more than the 22 minutes in B-roll that they gave us. So yes, absolutely. So I'm curious, Liv, what was your, (laughs) so let's, let's hop into this. Let's hop into the conflict that Lex and I had. So it all started in undergrad. Okay. (laughs) I honestly really didn't come out of undergrad hindsight now with a lot of people that I really like had a special friendship with you know how people are like oh my god undergrad is the time of your life you're gonna have lifelong friends that wasn't really my uh experience but when I had met Lexi she was someone that I had really enjoyed in our friendship naturally or uh like it naturally developed through a friend of ours um that introduced us and so there was a period of time where Lexi was going through it. I didn't know she was going through it, but let me tell y'all my perspective. I had, I was trying to hang out with her. And like she was saying, just came back from being abroad. I just come back from being abroad. I was trying to hang out with her. Like she just said, she operates best in groups of three, obviously with me being (laughs) the person that's not in that group. I ended up feeling left out on multiple occasions. Um, 
I just didn't really feel like she prioritized our friendship or maybe I'd miscalculated um, the like, I don't want to say the intensity, the love that I felt for her. <laughs> um, but it showed up on multiple occasions where I was like, yo, I'm not even sure if this girl is like really my friends, the way that she's moving. And <laughs> she's tapping her toe right now, y'all. Um, yeah, I do. I was, I don't even know if she's my friend right now, the way that she's moving. Um, and I had brought it up to her in a way that she completely hated. Um, <laughs> I, I, I brought it up to a few texts, trying to be really mm. timid with it. Um, just being like, hey girl, like, let me know if you have some time to chat. But there was another person that was involved that had already blindsided her. So she, by the time, like on the same situation that we were going through where she was like, oh yeah, I also don't feel like she prioritized. So it was kind of like me and her unionizing and the other friend handled it a completely different way than I decided to handle it. Well, we, we both decided we were gonna come to her and talk to her through FaceTime with some other people that were involved, the other people that she was really close with. And so the first girl had blindsided her and she told me that it went really well, that the conversation went really well, that Lexi understood where she was coming from. And it was my turn to go at it. I personally didn't even want to talk to her about <laughs> it. I was just going to charge it to the game and be like, all right, Lexi just didn't really, I don't know. She, she just, she didn't, what, what's the word? Like, I just, <laughs> She, 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 she just didn't prioritize my friendship in the way that I thought she did. I'm gonna try to see the game and just move you through it. You had expectations. Yeah, yeah, of course I had expectations because I was like, yo, this is like one of my favorite homies. And the girl was like, yo, go talk to her about <laughs> the conflict. And I was like, okay, bro, I really don't want to do this. But I did it anyways. I texted her in a group chat with the other people involved. And I was like, yo, let me know if y'all have time. She hit me with a what do you need to talk about? I said, well, why don't we talk about it over <laughs> FaceTime? She was like, I really don't see why we need to talk about anything over FaceTime. She was already coming at me with such aggressive energy. I can't even explain it. Fast forward, talk to her over FaceTime. This girl was, ter- she tore me apart. I didn't talk to her for two weeks. Um, I do afterwards. Have to, I do have to say like, you got one of the few times in this and on this, my time on this earth that I've like actually rung somebody a new one. Yeah. And it was in front of like three <laughs> other people. Like I called her and she, I was expressing how I felt to her and she just like laughed in my face. <laughs> she just was like, you're pretty much delusional. I she didn't, didn't say, say that. that. She didn't say that, but she was like, just the way that you completely handled this situation was so wrong. And it, oh, okay. A big part of the story. I waited a long time before, this, <laughs> before I brought it to her attention. The, the incidents in place happened like consecutive weekends, consecutive weekends, but like three weeks before I brought it up to her maybe like it it might have happened at the beginning of the month and I brought it up to her do you want to remind folks of what month around her birthday right so (laughs) it was supposed to be her birthday weekend and I kind of like okay so now the more that I talk about it (laughs) folks it's been a little bit since we had it's been a little bit so the story sounds all over the place it's okay just wait till I brought it (laughs) I brought it to her attention and um yeah it just didn't go well for me and I 
waited for two weeks uh, before running into her or talking to her. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I don't, if there multiple pieces of this, like I don't really remember. I remember running into you in downstairs Mosley. Like I remember running into you like after it was downstairs Mosley. Yeah, it was. It was outside of Oaks. No, then we walked to outside of Oaks. Oh, oh, oh. We oh, walked together oh, from downstairs okay. mostly to outside of Oaks. Okay. So I was walking home and you were walking back to your place. But either oh, okay. way, I don't remember then what we were like. I think I acknowledged it and I was like, hey, I know it's been like a tough time or something like that. And you like, did. And I wasn't about to acknowledge it because I don't know how to deal with the conflict <laughs> like, well. See, and that is one thing that hopefully the Black Girl Folk community knows now, but like, I I technically am conflict avoidant but like I will just because I hate because I hate conflict so much I will just uh, like approach it very directly but um so yeah it's so interesting because this has happened so long ago that I think the details get a little blurry but ultimately long story short really what what it was was most of my friends my senior year were gone my mm-hmm. fall semester and then they all came back at the same time and it was just After so setting abroad yeah so many dynamics at play and it was like it was just like boom 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 it was so much to readjust to and get like reacquainted to and then by the time it was my birthday month I obviously just wanted to celebrate with everybody and this was also around the time that Liv was like asking me a bunch of questions and you were like I don't know you you were like I really wanted to invest in the friendship because I thought I knew who she was but it turned out that like Liv was asking her Liv questions of like what are you breakfast lunch it was specifically (laughs) specifically this question it was like let's say you breakfast lunch or dinner and she told me that I was dinner and I'm very distinctly was like I'm breakfast and she was like I don't know who you are so there was like a lot of tensions boiling up to that (laughs) point but I know that she was upset that like we went to a party and I like didn't stay with her the whole time so no she worked on okay all right if we're she did on me at the party I ripped my pants and and didn't to go communicate home. so imagine y'all show up with the girl to you show up with one of your good friends to a party right and I ripped my pants y'all I had to you're go trying home. to find your homie she is nowhere she keeps walking around back and forth throughout <laughs> the party and so you just kind of get the head it's like okay I know we showed up together but like this girl is so scattered right now that I'm like why did she invite me to come to this but turns out she ripped her pants and didn't tell me that she ripped her pants. And so I was just like, all right. Either way, Liv, Liv felt like I didn't prioritize her. And I really needed my friends to operate with a level of independence at the point. So either way, long story short, I felt like my birthday weekend was kind of ruined. And then she went in cahoots with some of some one of our other <laughs> friends. Not and, cahoots. <laughs> yes, cahoots. Because when Liv approached me, my thing is like, don't approach me with conflict without a very clearly articulated problem in your contribution to the solution. And Liv just kind of came with the like, I'm hey. upset. Yeah. Hey, I would like to talk. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really want to do that. And so she did get a lot of residual anchor from me, but it was one of those things where it's like, it's interesting because out of that whole conflict, she's right. I wasn't me. And some of our other friends were also in conflict with another girl and we moved past it, like, or we moved through it in completion. Like we, mm-hmm. and there for a couple of years, we kept kind of breathing life into the story of trying to get a, di- get an understanding of what happened with the dynamic. 
because I'm also a big proponent of like, it's never really just about the one thing. And I think our situation's a great example of that, of like, you had sure everything really hit the fan on my birthday weekend. But like you said, there were three weeks of things before that, that were building up to that. So it's like, it's never really just about the thing that could be the crux of it. Or like, that could be the the straw that broke the camel's back. But it's like, it's such a thing that you like when, and when I enter conflict, it's always kind of that moment of like, ah, what brought us to this moment? Cause it's like, it's so easy to get caught up in the like, well, you said this, you did that. Well, I did this, but it's like, at the end of the day, you really got to be like, well, how did we get to this point that you felt like I didn't prioritize our friendship so that when a situation did arise, you felt like I didn't prioritize you because you've been feeling that way for weeks. And then I was able to give you perspective of like, oh my gosh, that reaction that you got out of me was a particular level of disrespectful. And like, that's not how I want to care for the people around me. And then we were able to move through that. And from that, I think, again, we learned so much about like, I'm not, that's not to say that you've never hung out in groups with me before. I think that is something, but it is something that it's like, I learned, I'm like, oh, that's what Liv is talking about when she's like, she needs to be communicated to and like all these things. Like I could see more of her perspective once you made space for it. And that's, again, I go back, Issa and Molly just didn't, we didn't see that. We didn't see them making that space for multiple perspectives. We just kind of saw them in that weird tension point. Yeah, it's just another old tale of lack of communication, honestly, because who knows how it would have turned out if when the first incident where I felt like, okay, maybe we're not as solid as I thought we were kind of happened. if I had just kind of talked to you the next day about it and been like, yo, like, what was that about? And we could have really addressed it right then and there. But my style of taking notes is actually more like Molly if we're being honest, which is kind of disgusting now that I'm, (laughs) but it's like, all right, you just, you're taking mental notes because that's just how my parents, my dad specifically communicated. And then when it was the straw that broke the camel's back, there was always like this big, bring out the receipts. It was, oh my gosh, it was bring out the receipts. And it was this big reaction or punishment. Cause it's like, I'm just taking notes of, and you know, I'm, I don't want to paint it out as like, oh, I, I don't know. It like, like my dad didn't tell me sometimes, okay, like I'm watching you, but I felt that's how I perceived it as a kid. And so that kind of showed up in, in my friendships. And I think that also showed up in the way that Molly communicated with Issa, because it sounds like she had beef with her since day one, just the way that she's aloof and like, she doesn't have her life together. And she's been very consistent with how awkward (laughs) she is. So yeah, maybe you just don't, aren't compatible with her personality but like (laughs) Issa's been very consistent and yeah I don't and and that's where it's like that's where the piece of it I think friendships are a version of relationships of of relationships and so it's like they can teach you so much about yourself and you have to remember that you're bringing just like you put so much intentionality in romantic relationships I think it takes the same level of intentionality in like friendships as well, because you are bringing a past of like, you know, did you get bullied growing up? Like what type of relationships were modeled to you? Like, how do you resolve conflict? Because it's like in the small things is really, in my opinion, like where you're made. And I think the most beautiful thing about friendships 
is they can teach you other ways of being like, and I think that's where we're, we've been in that space for a couple of years now of like, just true admiration of like, I am not Olivia and Olivia is not me. So it's like, and there's no expectation for us to be two peas in a pod, but rather it's like, oh my gosh, look at what I can learn about you. Like, look what I can learn about myself through your eyes. And there's so many times where, and I feel like particularly in this past year, we've been calling out being like, oh yeah, you said this two years ago and I've really tried to like implement it. And now I can see it. Like, feel right. like you've really encouraged me to just be like, yo, chill. Right. <laughs> Which arguably I have a lot of people in my life that do that for me. And that's how much <laughs> it takes. And then I'm really kind of to being like, is this what we're doing? You know, kind of thing. So it's like, yeah. what a beautiful opportunity to cultivate that. But sometimes y'all like, you know, diamonds are made under pressure. And I think friendships are really no, mis- like no exception to that. And black women in particular, I think it's just so important that we don't idealize this, but like we prioritize it like we do any other relationship in our life because it's it it really is what holds us holds us up at, in those times right and also like you know friends are a reflection of you know where you want to be who you are and the more people that you have in your corner that truly believe in you and encourage you to reach whatever heights and like truly does it out of pure love like the happier you'll be I'm just in this wonderful space of really wanting to invest I swear I've said this so many times on the podcast but like it's such a beautiful thing when you invest in your friendships and I watched a small segment a very small segment of Kanye's uh drink (laughs) drunk champs whatever uh whatever video clip that he recently did um And he was talking about how he doesn't have a home anymore, like Mm -hmm. an actual space. He just Mm kind of bops from place to place because like home is with North, you know, his daughter. Mm -hmm. And that really put into perspective for me too. Like home isn't ever going to be a physical place. And I think for a lot of people that have grieved parents, I saw this post that said that when you're grieving, it's like, you can't return home like to Mm. to a space that was so familiar to you and it's just another constant reminder that the people that you love and that make you feel good inside and out are the people that you should take with you up to the top for one but to Mm. also just like spend the rest of your life pouring into so that's what I really hope that other listeners can take from this because that (laughs) I don't know I really don't know what life would be like without people that I could genuinely trust and lame yeah it'd be lame it'd be boring but I I agree with you I think if you've ever experienced conflict with friends I hope this is an invitation to reflect on it and and see where where you were in it and also to the people who looking at their tribe and evaluating like who's in it how, how is that making, how is that reflecting on you? 
How are you showing up in those relationships? And how can we genuinely start showing up for each other better? And I'm all about like, not everybody's your person to rock with. Seasonal. Seasonal Seasonal friends. Seasonal friends. Also, there are just certain people that I'm like, I I do not have the disposition that's going to make you the best version of yourself. So like go forth and be prosper. So it's like, I think just us knowing and moving in that space of love We've dropped a lot of gems and I hope the Black Girl Flow community continues to take it and and engage with it. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, even if let's say that we couldn't move past our conflict, I would hope that on both parties, we could at least take something and be like, okay, this is how we could have done things differently. And this is how I'm going to apply myself in the next friendship. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause you're right. Not, you're not always going to be able to move through conflict. Not, you're not meant to move through conflict with everybody. Sometimes like people have commented on our TikToks, like all it takes is a girl's trip to Cabo. <laughs> Apparently, to I heard Cabo in Miami is where friendships are broken. <laughs> right. All it takes is a, is a girl's trip to freaking Mexico um good thing we really got that option for your birthday <laughs> right because y'all I was about to go to Mexico but then we we had to switch it up so I just hope that like y'all realize that it doesn't for the people especially that don't have someone that's like dang like I wish I had a rock to lean on mm. like I, I don't I haven't met that person like give yourself time because I I tell y'all I didn't expect to leave college with anybody and like, I was very close to not um, leaving college with anybody, but I've also been very patient. I felt like for a long time too, growing up, I was that friend that didn't have, uh, like I said, like that group, like mm-hmm. everyone had that group where you're like, okay, I thrive in threes. I thrive like this. Like I was always the person that was super well-known that just jumped from group to group. And I would always come back to my mom saying like, why can't I be that girl that like has a group and she just tell me to be patient. So y'all be patient. Don't rush it. Don't take girls trips to Mexico with people that <laughs> you, that, that you're a little wishy-washy on. Um, Cause that's currently where friendships go to die. And also invest in yourself because once you raise your vibrations, you attract other people with those same vibrations. And then y'all can just vibrate high together. (laughs) And that's like the best feeling in the world when you, what I'm telling y'all, when you genuinely have love for someone else and, and y'all can be completely different people and not try to copy each other's flow, not try to copy each other's routines. It's just like, yo, I love you because you're different and you love me because I'm different and I trust you. And that's what sisterhood is all about. So I'm getting off of my soapbox. (laughs) And folks, that's this week's episode. I do have to selfishly shout out my boyfriend. I told him I would shout him out. So hello. I'm doing it at the end of the episode to see if he really listens all the way through. But either way, folks, that's it for this week's episode. Come chat with us. <laughs> I can't believe she just did that, y'all. Come chat with us on our YouTube channel, on our TikTok. Oh, yes. On please, our on Instagram, um, engaging with each other. And also be a homie, be a friend, be a sister, write a review, rate the podcast so others can find it. And we'll catch y'all later for next week. So you already know. Peace, love. Love, 
blessings. Bye, y'all. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media. And even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks.